Kelsey, nutritionist turned visionary online entrepreneur. I'm a coach, content creator, ghostwriter, and forward-thinking business owner. My career path has been anything but ordinary, and I've navigated my fair share of drastic industry and job changes. On this weekly show, I share about my personal journey through career highs and lows, and I interview fellow entrepreneurs who share their unique paths as well, all in hopes of inspiring you to start walking out your most visionary life. You can expect interviews and conversations about living an inspired life, becoming an entrepreneur, and running a thriving business. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Two hours north of Toronto lies a beautiful community of creatives, heart-led business owners, and above all, a group of visionaries who are creating their best life one day at a time. The way they live and lead their lives is extraordinarily inspiring. You feel the energy of the county the moment you set foot there. Everyone from your coffee shop barista to your brewery owner has a cozy, welcoming vibe written all over them. They are so happy you're here, supporting their business that they've worked hard to bring to life. They are laid back yet hardworking. They are family oriented yet business savvy. They are confident in their craft and in the towns that they have settled in. In this county, you can feel a different energy, one of peace, calmness, and contentment. I'm talking about Prince Edward County in Ontario, Canada. If you've never heard of it, might I suggest you check it out. If you've been, you know exactly the energy I'm speaking to. This is a four-part series of Visionary Life where I interview the most visionary business owners in the county. We will be sitting down with a plant studio, an apothecary, a fresh cafe, and a brewery. Each business owner has a unique story as to why they settled in the county and decided to create a life there. And I can't wait to shine a spotlight on them in this series. I have no doubt they'll inspire you to vacation in the county, launch your own business, or live out your destiny even if it means facing change and adversity. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. What is new in your lives? Have you been keeping up with the podcast or is a weekly episode from Visionary Life overwhelming you? Have you reviewed the show on iTunes yet? Do you have suggestions or feedback? Because if you do, please let me know. Send me a quick DM at Kelsey Rydell on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and keep producing visionary content for you. But I need to know what's up, so talk to me. (laughs) Okay, on with the show for today. So this week is part four of our Spotlight Prince Edward County series. Part four of four, actually. We started with Parsons Brewery, and then I aired the Parlor Studio interview, and last week we chatted with the Vic Cafe. And this week on the show, we have Melissa Condotta from Sunday's Company. Sunday's Company is a herbal apothecary located in Warkworth, Ontario, so just outside of the county, actually. When big city life didn't feel conducive to Melissa Condotta's next steps, she and her partner packed up their Toronto condo to begin a new life near Prince Edward County, and they have never looked back. Her husband, Sonny, runs The Dog Park, P-A-R-C, And it's a really neat dog sanctuary that helps troubled pups. So go check it out if you are interested in learning more about that. 
and Melissa spends her days crafting products for Sunday's Company, which started as a side project back when she lived in Toronto between her and a good friend, and they worked on this project on, you guessed it, Sundays. Melissa's products are really special. When I use them, I feel like I'm taking care of myself and taking my self-care to the next level. And like I'm really connecting back to the earth and with the beautiful wisdom that Mother Nature left us clues to follow. As I speak to you, I am covered in her body oil as well as the calming salve. Anyways, go check her out. Support her business by shopping for gifts online, which you can do on her website, or even paying her a visit in person if you're ever in Workworth or on your way up to the county. And let her know that you found out about her through the Visionary Life podcast. Also, an exciting announcement, recently Melissa messaged me to share that a collaboration between Sunday's company so her company, and Instagram maven Coriander Girl, I'll link her in the show notes, a collaboration shop between them will be opening in Picton, so the main kind of city of Prince Edward County, and that's opening this month, and it will be posted on Instagram really soon. So please stay tuned, and I'm so excited to see what that shop brings. So let's dive into the show, and as always, if you have any feedback, Let's connect and you can find me on Instagram or chat with me through my website. Enjoy. All right. So Melissa, thanks for coming on the Visionary Life podcast. I cannot wait to interview you today. I've already had the chance. We're sitting here at the June Motel, actually. So just to set the stage for the listeners. And um, as soon as I arrived, I was greeted with some of your products, which were amazing, the hand salve, the lip balm. Uh, And then I got into the room here and they have some of your products in the shower and in the bathroom as well. So um, last night we were like gawking over the body oil and the soap and oh my gosh. So I'm so happy to have had an experience with Sunday's company. And I think you've got a lifetime customer out of me right now. So thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Awesome. So why don't we start with just some rapid fire questions, just so that the listeners can learn a little bit about you and your personality. So first question, what's your favorite way to unwind after a long day? Hanging out with my dogs. (laughs) Oh, I love that. How many dogs do you have? Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Too many to count? I think I'm at... I lose count on, I don't know, like 12, maybe 14. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, for the listeners, we're going to get into why you have yeah. this many dogs. So yeah. stay tuned uh, for a few minutes later when we'll chat about that. Um, what's a book that's impacted your life? I'm going to say Healing Wise by Susan Weed. Okay. And what's that book about? Um, it's kind of like a herbalism Bible, which is really kind of dumbed down, but it's just breaking down herbalism in a simple form about how basically not treating illness as illness and kind of like preventative and how to bring herbs into your life in an easy way to support you. Very cool. Yeah. I'll definitely link that book in the show notes in case any of the listeners would like to get their hands on a copy. It sounds like a great kind of lifetime book to hold on to. It's like a herbalist Bible. (laughs) Love it. Um, What are three things you do as part of your morning ritual? 
coffee. Yes. <laughs> First thing. Common thread with all entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> um, then dog love. Um, and kind of just like sitting down for a moment and thinking about what I've got to do for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of planning out your, I guess, a plan of attack for the day. Yeah. So important. Yeah, just get clarity. Um, what's your favorite meal to eat out or to cook in? To cook? Uh, pasta, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating out? Vietnamese food, for sure. Yeah. And is there good Vietnamese around you? No. <laughs> Which is why I miss oh. city life, because there's no... <laughs> So calling any Vietnamese chefs, there's Please probably come. an opportunity for you. There's yeah. a gap in the market. Yeah, have did the market research for you. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get into the years before launching your business, Sunday's Company, which we'll chat all about um, a little later in the show. But take us back. Where were you living before you moved to Workworth or the Trent Hills area? Uh, so I was living downtown at Queen and Dufferin area. And that's in Toronto. Yeah. And what was life like? So paint us a picture. Were you born there? Were you so working? I was born, born, sorry, <laughs> born and raised in Scarborough, actually. Okay. Um, and lived there for a while. And then after we got married in 2010, we moved um, downtown. And I thought... This is it. I am downtown. I am a city girl. And it kind of got old fast for me because yeah. we're both homebodies and we weren't really living that like downtown lifestyle. And we were broke. <laughs> and my husband was starting a business and we lived in like a 700 square foot concrete box. And he was working with dogs, and it was, we were basically like smuggling dogs up to our condo. So it was really, really difficult. Um, so we just weren't enjoying city yeah, life. You weren't really taking advantage no. of all that. No. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, why am I living in such a small place for yeah. such a high price yeah. when we could do Ask, the same elsewhere? Absolutely. Um, talk to us about this smuggling dogs thing. <laughs> so first of all, what was what was making you smuggle dogs into the apartment. Was this the business that your husband was creating? Yes. So my husband started off, well, he did dog walking for a number of years. And then he kind of branched off on his own where he was taking dogs that were kind of isolated, that weren't able to walk with other dogs. So this is kind of how our other business began. And... So we were boarding dogs. Dogs would stay with us for like a month at a time. We were only allowed one dog in our in our unit. So that's kind of <laughs> like we had clients coming up and different dogs coming up and down every day. So that's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so was his business born in Toronto? Like did he... He was a dog walker and then started working with dogs one-on-one. Yep. And now he has more of a dog rehabilitation business. Is that correct? Absolutely. So yeah. did this begin in Toronto or did it really launch when you moved? Um, it began in Toronto. Okay. So it started small and he realized the message that I'm trying to send and what I want to do with the dogs, I can't, I can't do it here. Like mm-hmm. I'm not able to fulfill the dogs how I need to and it's just not going to work here. I need... We need to leave the city. And I was like, there's yeah. no way. Like, You're I'm like, not no, moving my to the country. Is here. Yeah, yeah, no way. Um, which is the reason why we ended up moving mm-hmm. and then building on it and kind of 
that was the beginning. So he of was the kind of the inspiration and kind of was the driving force totally. behind making the move totally. from big city life to smaller town. So while we're on that topic, then, um, could you maybe chat a bit more about this business that he has? And I'm sure you're a big part of it as well, yeah. right? It's almost like your second career, yeah. um, but it's called The Dog Park. Yep. Um, so tell us in a nutshell, uh, what is it that you do there? So The Dog Park, so park is spelled P-A-R-C, which stands for the, so it's the Dog Psychology and Rehabilitation Center. So basically, it's... I don't know, picture like Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, and he's okay. like the Canadian version <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. So we deal a lot with dogs that have behavior issues. Mm-hmm. We deal, we work with the dogs, we work with the owners. So the goal is to bring them back to balance because the dogs are not in a balanced state of mind, which is the underlying issue. And that's what we do. So that's why we have so many dogs because, so they're our pack and they work with Sunny directly and they work with the dogs that come in because our dogs are balanced they've been through this whole rehabilitation before so they're kind of paying it forward mm-hmm. so yeah so he works with them it's kind of it's like a dog psychology yeah basically and can anyone um kind of like hire you guys to rehabilitate their dogs or do you seek out the dogs mm-hmm. that you work with uh, no, people come to us, and okay. it's all been word of mouth. Um, oh, neat. And people don't really know that it's something that exists, so a lot of times it's like a last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what would be, um, I'm a dog owner as well, what yeah. would be some symptoms that maybe our dog or anyone listening would want to seek out your guidance with the dog park? So a lot, the main, I mean, it can be anything. Anything, But a yeah. lot of... The majority of things is aggression. Okay. Is whether it's aggression toward other dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs that feel, or owners that feel they can't go to a dog park, for example, because they can't get along with other dogs. Mm-hmm. Or they're territorial in their home. Or over, they're dominant over yeah. one or both of their owners. An owner just feels like they don't have control. They can't take their dog on a proper walk. So it's so many very cool. Yeah, and because this business is so unique, um, where can people find out more? Because we're obviously not going to be able to dive yeah. fully into this. We have so many other things to chat about. Where can people learn more about the dog park? So on uh, our website, um, we'll give you a little bit about the background and kind of how the program works. So that's thedogpark.com, spelled P-A-R-C, and Instagram at thedogpark. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, so that obviously sparked the move was the dog business. Um, what were you doing in Toronto at the time before you moved? I was kind of trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life. I okay. mean, I have a background. My background is in interior design and I was doing that freelance. I kind of had like an online interior design business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked I worked in retail for a long time, um, in manager positions and like just regular retail, um, in consulting positions and stuff. So that's kind of where, and were you happy with those roles or were you kind of seeking something else? Yeah. Yeah. Seeking something else because it was kind of like, so I had, I had to work because we had mortgage to pay and we had to live. So I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do but at the same time just trying to make a living and scrape by Mm -hmm. letting Sonny find his way kind of thing in terms of 
starting the business. So letting him focus on that. On that. Mm-hmm. So at least one of us was. <laughs> yeah, and you were the supportive. Yeah. Other half. Very yeah. cool. So uh, it sounds like you were kind of always had a bit of an entrepreneurial bone in your body. Um, did you have any kind of successful ventures before launching Sunday's company or did you, besides your freelance design business, were there any other projects that you had kind of done that you considered to be entrepreneurship? Um, I feel like I've tried to do many things. Like I've <laughs> You're you know, creative, like felt right? the water for things, but I think I got bored fast and I just, it, I never found the one thing that was just like, this is it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've delved into lots of things. Yeah. So and even delving into all those things, did you still always know deep down you wanted to own your own business or were you feeling skeptical if that was your absolute, path? No, I absolutely wanted to own my own okay. business. I was just always been like, I can't work for somebody else. I can't line somebody else's pocket. I'm kind of too bossy to, <laughs> yeah. to like take direction from people. And yeah, I just know that I need to be creative all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a really cool lesson to pull from it is sometimes, you know, if the typical nine to five isn't working, like keep trying other solo ventures and keep putting your creative energy out into the world. Try new things. They're not all going to work. But Absolutely. if you know deep down that you thrive when you're doing your own business and creating and just expressing yourself, like you're going to have to fail a few times. Absolutely. Right? I think I was like trying to force things. Yeah. Like, this is it. This is the thing. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, I yeah. don't see it. Your life still needed to unfold and you needed some more experience that led you obviously to where you are today. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a kind of a good takeaway message to just keep going because your first try is not necessarily going to be the time that it works out. Totally. And then once I kind of like let go of trying to force it, things like fell into place how they should. And I just went with it and mm-hmm. it just worked out so much better that, that way when I just was patient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All in good timing and life happens for us, not against us. So even when I do fail or work a job that I don't like, I know that that's just leading me one step closer down the path of where we're really supposed to be. Um, so kind of staying on this topic of entrepreneurship, has there been an entrepreneur or a business that you really admired the success of? Yeah. I mean, there's so many now, there's so many people that are inspiring, but I think I'm going to say Allison um, from Coriander Girl. Um, I've just kind of, I knew of her from my Toronto life. And then moving out here, we kind of connected. And we had a lot in common. And I had been following her in her floral design business for a long time. And just admiring how much, like, the life that she created for herself. Cool. And then also the girls from the June, April, and Sarah. I mean, like, what they've accomplished in a year is astounding (laughs) yeah yeah super cool i'll definitely link um, both of them in the show notes so people can go check them out i always find that question fascinating because usually we we admire it's not so much like the celebrity culture anymore like athletes i find as entrepreneurs oftentimes we admire people who are maybe just either one step ahead of us or who have a skill set that maybe we're working towards. Totally. Um, and yeah, it's really cool that we can look to our peers as inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. And so neat here, um, where we are 
is that I feel like there's a great community of support here and you all lift each other up and support one another. Um, for example, here at the June Motel, like they're not stocking the bathroom with products that they bought at the grocery store. They're actually supporting, you know, Sunday's company. And yeah. I just love that that local flair is really tied in really everywhere I've gone it's, over my 48 yeah. hours here. It seems to be a really special here. place. It's huge, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part about owning your own business? I'm gonna, well, being able to do what I want, first of all, mm -hmm. being able to do what I love and choosing what I do and what I don't do. And I think in the last year, it's the connections that I've made with people and the women that I'm meeting, I think has been like the most fulfilling thing because we're all kind of on this journey together. And like you said, we're all supporting each other and we totally are because we get together and we're like brainstorming or just telling each other like what's happening and what we're struggling with and I think we're all people where our minds are, are like our creative minds are always in like overdrive so yeah. it's just like being able to bounce ideas off of each other and it's just I don't know it's just it's this amazing little community of yeah. entrepreneurial women very cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's something really special about getting a tribe of like-minded people together. Yeah. Obviously, you all have your own strengths and you're yeah. different in your own ways, but then you have this key feature between all of you of being entrepreneurs. Yeah. And there's something really unique about finding people who can oh, yeah. um, relate to you on that level. So contrary to what you love, what's challenging for you about owning your own business? At the moment, the thing that's most challenging, I'm going to say, is because I still actually have a part-time job yeah. while I'm getting this to a level where I feel confident in it enough to quit my day job. So I'm working two days a week, and it's still in Toronto, so I'm in Toronto two days a week. Um, and the company I work for is amazing, but of course I want to be doing this full-time. So it's just like this biggest struggle is taking that leap and knowing when is it the right time to just be like, okay, full-time Sunday's company, that's it. I have struggled with something very similar for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I still do the same thing as you, working part-time uh, while I kind of get this venture up and running. And I always toy with the thought of if I were to go all in on my business, would it grow faster? Yeah. And then there's this hesitation of, well, I'm going to keep my other jobs and consulting because it provides me that financial security that I can invest into my business. Yep. So it's kind of this like catch 22 that I don't know, you know, what the right answer is and yep. what that magic timing is. Cause exactly. there are some entrepreneurs who drop everything and then they launch their business and that's their yep. sole focus. Yep. And I really admire the courage behind that. Um, it's something that I've struggled with myself and I yep. wonder, is that because I don't believe in my vision strong enough or is there just too much fear happening? You know, it's so it's tough. There's no right answer. I'm sure. Yeah. Like when is the right time? Like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sometimes I just kind of get these hits of like, okay, I need to drop this and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's not all or nothing with me. I kind of reduce yeah. gradually, yeah. but it's almost like you will wake up one day and go, yeah, it's the Now's time. the time. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, because I feel like, you know, your business and your products are very much rooted in amazing holistic self-care, let's chat a little bit about self-care as an entrepreneur because it's easy to get caught up in the daily hustle of building our businesses, but it's also so important to stop and nourish our mm -hmm. minds, our bodies, our souls. 
so that we don't get burnt out as business owners. Um, what do you do to ensure you're filling your cup up so that you can show up fully in your business every day? So for me, I invest a lot of time into self-care, not necessarily like a daily ritual kind of thing, mm-hmm. but like attending attending things that other women are doing, whether it's like a women's circle or whether it's a talk. Um, and a big part also for me is actually going to the spa <laughs> yeah. because that's just like my day alone. So I kind of, my goal is to go like once every like two months because I just know that like I'll have these bursts of where everything is so hectic and then I do get burnt out. So just having that day alone, I go to St. Anne's Spa, which is like 20 minutes from my house and it's just a day to like think of nothing and just like water therapies and just sit and just chill out. That is huge for me. Oh, that sounds so blissful. (laughs) I need to check out St. Anne's Spa. (laughs) You've raved about it enough that I'm convinced. (laughs) Yeah, it's like my happy place. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, And so is that what you would suggest for, say, there's a business owner who's feeling burnt out and they're not taking care of themselves. Do you have any words of advice of what they could do? Maybe something simple, maybe something more extravagant. I think you just, I'm not going to say go to the spa because, (laughs) I mean, like if you can do it, but like I save, I have to save my money to do that, but that's important to me. But I just think it's so important to make sure that you're, you're setting time aside to do something for yourself, something that you love, something that you're passionate about, what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like you need to, yeah, and like just say no to mm-hmm. things and just take that time for yourself, whatever Absolutely. it is that you love doing. Yeah. yeah, so important so that we can continue to push our businesses forward and yeah, uh, make sure that we're staying inspired. Yeah. Otherwise, if you feel burnt out, you're not able to create the way you no. want to. No. So on that topic of creativity, um, obviously your work involves using a lot of the elements of Mother Nature and Mm -hmm. the Earth. So Mm -hmm. how do you stay connected to Mother Nature every day? Well, I'm working with herbs every day, so I get to kind of be in their presence. And for me, that's a powerful thing because Mm -hmm. for me, there's certain, I don't know, for plants, it's kind of like I have like plant allies, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. But you can feel a connection toward plants because they do have like a vibration and stuff. But, of course. Um, yeah, we can and talk just, about that here. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing too yeah. new for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so just being able to work with them every day and knowing that eventually this is going to be turned into something that's going to heal somebody. Um, and then just being on my property and like where I live, there's, it's just... I don't know. It's just like therapy mm-hmm. for me. So I'm just in mother nature all the time because I live across from the forest. And then in the evening, like right now, especially like I'll go outside and you just hear the spring peepers, which are these like, mm-hmm. I guess like frogs. Um, and they're in the forest and it's like mating season. So they're, they have this like incredible sound that they make. So I'll just go outside and like sit there for a while and just listen to them. Cool. Yeah. So just sitting outside, going into the forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did this fascination and love of herbs and plants and nature come from? Was this a long time thing for you or is it a more recent venture that you started studying them? Yeah. I mean, like as a kid, my mother would take me to the garden and be like, come and look at this. And I was like, mom, I don't care. Like, I really don't care about these flowers that you planted. I know. (laughs) And then 
I don't know, like when I moved, I knew that I needed something more. And I knew I was ready to be in like away from the city. And I just told myself that I'm just fully going to embrace living in the country. So there's always workshops and stuff going on. So I ended up taking a herb walk one cool. day. So there was a group of maybe 10 of us. And these women were like picking up weeds from the ground and like, this does this. And I was like, what in the world? So I just like, all, like there in that moment, I was just like, oh my God, like this is what I need to be doing. And it's just, it was just a moment that clicked. And yeah, so the whole nature thing and being out in the nature yeah. just happened kind of when I moved. It was just very cool. I just ended up, this was home kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really inspiring because someone who doesn't know your company, for example, might be flipping through your website and think, oh my gosh, she must have been studying this her whole life. This must have been on her heart since the day she was born. And what's cool is that it's never too late in our lives to pivot, to find a new passion, to try something new, whether that's joining like a volleyball league or learning to paint or learning to, you know, use herbs as medicine Mm -hmm. and to make beauty products. Like, it's just incredible. We are never stuck where we are. And I just love that in a world where we have infinite access to resources and teachers and mentors through podcasts and YouTube um, and beautiful textbooks. It's like, if you're feeling uninspired, you just got to go find a new hobby. Join that nature walk that's happening in your town. Because that might open a million and one doors for you. So that's really, really cool. So could you give the listeners an idea of what it is that Sunday's company is and what you do within the brand? Mm -hmm. So by a herbal apothecary or a herbal skincare plant-based and when I say plant-based like literally I'm using plants and carrier oils to create a product because there is so much magic and healing properties in plants that I just want that to be the focus and the main idea is this okay so it's not so much a beauty product um, it's self-care it's mm-hmm. it's healing it's using the plants Um, for your skin Um, so basically like certain plants have healing properties um, and I wanted to simplify what we use like so simple um, that again yeah just plants and oils um, to just give your skin what it needs basically I love that. Yeah. Um, and the products are incredible. So I have already been using the calming salve, the healing salve, the lip balm, the body oil. Can you list off a few other products that are for sale? Yeah. So I have, so it's kind of split into a couple of categories. So we have salves. So this is kind of like a line of healing ointments for say for your skin. So we have, um, the healing salve, which is now called the all purpose salve because I can't use the word healing mm-hmm. so all-purpose salve um, we have a muscle and joint salve I have a working hands salve um, which is like an intense moisture therapy for for hands and feet um, and then we have the calming salve I have a nipple balm right now for breastfeeding moms baby balm and a chest rub so those are just like the salves yeah look kind of a more solid product and then I have oils so I have face oils for different skin types which would like 
be for moisturizing. So we've got dry sensitive skin, oily skin, acne prone skin, and what we would call normal skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the body oil, um, a breast oil, which is for uh, breast health, like to get like lymph moving and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, under eye oil, cuticle wow. oil. So cool. Yeah, I cannot wait to try more of your products. So I'm wondering, you know, growing up, obviously, we didn't have as much awareness around Mm -hmm. conventional products Mm -hmm. and kind of the ingredients that were hiding in them. And it wasn't even really something that we gave a second thought to, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was just a few brands on the shelf and typically that's what we purchased. But Mm -hmm. I'm really noticing a trend towards more natural plant-infused products these days. Um, Why do you think that we're kind of the needle is moving towards natural versus conventional and is it that consumers are more aware these days or is it that we're just demanding transparency why is this shift happening i think so i just think that our generation is just like we've woken up to the crap that's Mm -hmm. been going on and we just we want the transparency Um, We're just not dumb about it anymore, I think. Mm -hmm. And we care about what we're putting on our body, in our body. Um, There's still a ton of greenwashing that's going on and people that are just getting on trend and saying, using a specific word in their product. But then you look at the ingredient, it's still Mm -hmm. who knows what's in it. Um, But yeah, people are just smart, smartened up and... Mm -hmm. It's so funny, though, that we're kind of coming full circle because surely a hundred years ago, people were picking these weeds and using them for all sorts of remedies, and it was more intuitive for them, and that's all they had. And then we kind of got into this phase where there was a kind of a conventional remedy for everything, whether that's a drug, a pill, a product, and we forgot about the power of nature. And now we're kind of coming full circle back, and I think it's really cool. I just think... I'm really happy that people are really coming back to using plants. Yeah, like these days, you think of the word traditional medicine, and most people are going to think like Western medicine, pharmaceuticals, but no, like traditional medicine is plants, like what our ancestors used to heal themselves. And then pharmaceutical companies came in and started mimicking the properties that were in plants to create yeah what people know like in pill form now mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no it's it's great to see that the industry is definitely shifting and um when products work this well such as yours i think it's, it's an easy shift to it's make. so so simple like yeah it, it really doesn't need to be complicated i'm so low maintenance that i'm almost no maintenance mm-hmm. that i needed something for myself to yeah be simple easy. self-care totally simple yeah yeah So, Melissa, can you take us back to the early days of Sunday's company and really how did it all begin, if you can summarize that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so after, like, taking that herb walk, I just dove into learning. I took a course um, in herbalism and just introduced herbs into my life, and I was like, wow, this is, like, really, really working, and I would make concoctions at home and like oh I have a mosquito bite let me put this thing on that I just made and it was working and I just wanted to share that and I was like knowing that I wanted to have my own business I'm like this is it like this is what I've got to do I've got to share this um so 
I had it all in my head of what I wanted to do. Um, and then I had a good friend of mine that I worked with um, at my day gig. Um, and we had always kind of like toyed with the idea of working on something together, like starting a business together. And then I was like, well, I kind of have plans to like start this like herb business. And she's like low maintenance like me and like really conscious about the products that she uses and stuff. And she's like, well, I'll totally do that with you. So that's kind of how it, the idea. Okay. So it's kind of like you had always had this little chatter with her about like, we should start a business, start a business. Yeah. You get fascinated with herbs. And so can I just ask you, what course did you take in herbalism? Um, so the Herbal Academy. Cool. Is that online? It's online and they have a bunch of courses. Awesome. Um, so they have everything from beginner and then a next step up. And then Mm. if you want it to be like a master yeah yeah <laughs> cool and so so you're chatting and you start getting this idea for obviously the brand so what were some of the first steps that you needed to take in order to bring the vision to life um focusing on the product line mm-hmm. so i knew what was missing like out there and i knew it was working for me and i'm like okay so i want to focus on making these salves And I want to focus on making these oils kind of thing. And then it was just like what plants um, can be used for certain things. What plants do I have um, access to locally? Which plants can I grow? Which can I grow? uh, go into the forest and pick? And then basing products around that. So it was a combination of things. But definitely focusing on the product first because that that is the business. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So you didn't really know anyone who was doing what you wanted to create already. Yeah, I mean, like, not not in my group of people. Like, there were people in the online world that were doing cool things, but yeah, Very not cool. here. It was definitely a... Mess. And so, I'm assuming you kind of just started it slowly then. Like, yep. did you just start creating some products at home and then maybe getting the branding together? Like, walk us through... Yeah, so it was, it was like a... We were working on it probably for, like, two years. So we knew I was working on recipes, um, working with the plants, um, creating different products. So once that was finalized, we worked on branding and naming and just all of the little details that come together. So we took it slow um, and we're both come from a design background. So it was like so meticulous, like every little detail. So yeah, yeah. very cool. It's so inspiring. So you didn't drop everything and start the no. business full time. <laughs> no, we had to like fit it into our lives basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the fitting in, it came on Sundays, right? Yeah. Because like I said, we worked together. Um, so Victoria, yeah. um, was my business partner and yeah, we worked together at this place on Sundays. It's where we developed a friendship. It's where all these ideas came together. Um, we were each other's company on Sundays. So cool. I love that. (laughs) At first when I was thinking, I was like, where did she come up with that name? I thought, oh, maybe Sunday is a person. Like I I was picturing that as a girl's, a woman's name. People come into my shop and like, are you Sunday? I'm like, it's such a cool name. Maybe I'm going to change my name, but yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm going to add that to my baby name list. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story though. It's such an authentic brand name. Like it was just a Sunday project that turned, you know, visionary entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. venture. So Um, and is education a big component of your brand? Because obviously, 
um, for some of us, we don't really know, like, why choose this product over that? And so how do you educate your customers? Education is huge. And we knew that going into this because it's so different. Um, people know when they hear about something like plant-based, they're thinking like essential oils or aloe or something like that. Right. Um, but it's so much more than that. And it's so different and kind of like out of the norm of what people know. So a huge part in selling a product or just making people aware is like telling them exactly, not exactly, but telling them the process and, and how it works. Um, so a huge part, yeah, is educating. Um, and it's something that people can also do on their own. So eventually, um, hopefully soon is, is doing workshops and just like yeah. teaching people how they can do this themselves as well. Absolutely. Do you currently run any workshops at the studio? I don't. Not no. not yet because I'm just... Yeah, it's still early. To, yeah, it's early. <laughs> Keep us posted because obviously we would love to, myself and I'm sure many of the listeners would love to experience It's coming. It's coming. I've had a lot of requests. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, huge demand for we want to start doing more DIY stuff and yeah. we want to have our hands yeah. in the things that we're using. It's totally doable. Yeah. Um, because we have a lot of entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast, I, I think there's always this barrier of like, if I'm going to make a product or sell a product, like how will I ever get that first sale? Mm -hmm. So do you remember, like, how did you make the first sale to a customer? Was it through an online portal? Did you sell through a retailer? Take us back to that moment. The very, so before we kind of went online and went public with the, with the brand. Yeah. Um, we did a little pop-up shop in this store in, in my village in Warkworth. And we had an amazing response. And this was probably a month or two be before we were ready to launch. So we had a, it was a good little like kickstart um, to what it was going to be like. So we were super, super excited. And then we launched online two months after that. And then like the first day that we launched, like, because she lived in Toronto and I lived here, we would text each other, a sale came in. Do you know that person? No. Oh my God, a stranger bought something. Yeah, that's actually yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Like, that's not our immediate network. <laughs> that was my mom. Exactly. Yeah. It really validates the idea, though, when you've reached the masses. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, what percentage would you say of your sales come from online versus in shop or in person? Um, most of it is actually in shop. Cool. To, um, I think on, online is tough because there's a lot out there yeah. and we're still new. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's probably like 60, 40. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people really appreciate the experience of the in-store yeah. um, purchase and yeah. like getting to know you or whoever it is that's yeah. selling the product and really feeling the brand. And mm -hmm. It's a product that you really want to try too. It's like once you experience it, of course you're going to buy it. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. Um, do you ever stop to celebrate the milestones in your business or, you know, celebrate the little wins? I know coming from um, a corporate background myself, like we would always gather in the lunchroom and celebrate, you know, our five-year anniversary or whatever the case is. But I find as business owners, sometimes we can just breeze by all the little wins that we experience. Do you celebrate? I do. I mean, it's hard when it's just me. <laughs> Party for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, one year. <laughs> Uh, it's a big um, deal though <laughs> but yeah I mean I have so much support in my community mm -hmm. that 
um, we can celebrate that way. Um, and when I did have Victoria here, we would, we would totally like, let's treat ourselves to this or let's, cool. yeah. And then, or I'll go with some girlfriends and have a spa day or, yeah. you know, just meet up and yeah, mm-hmm. there's little ways to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you enjoy being a solo printer? I do. Yeah. I, I do. Um, I do. <laughs> I just love the, like the, the creative freedom and Mm-hmm. Like I said, the connections and stuff. So yeah. yeah, cool. And because you know you are the person behind the brand and the creator, and really you probably do all the roles within <laughs> Sunday's company. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were creating the shop experience, how did you want people to feel interacting with your brand? You mean like in my in like yeah? The let's studio? talk about like in your studio, which is in Workworth. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Cool. Workworth, Ontario. If anyone is driving near there, I encourage you to. It's go literally check it out. a street. So <laughs> like you a half find block, it. Half no a problem. Block. Yeah. Um, so when creating that space, and I've seen it only on Instagram, but I intend yeah. to come very soon. How, like, what is the type of experience you want people to have in your space? I just, I just want it to be like really calming and soothing and like you're at home kind of Mm. thing that was the main idea behind it yeah so say I walk into the shop and I'm like oh hey what is it that you do here what would you tell me well the the first thing that everybody does as soon as the door opens is like take a whiff and they're like oh my god it smells (laughs) so good in here what is that I'm like uh I don't know I think it's just a mix of everything it is yeah um and then from there, like, do they usually kind of, like, go try the products? Or do you give them a rundown of, like, why use plants and oils? Yeah, and a lot of people come in and they're like, oh, an essential oil store. And I'm like, um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. And then I, so that's when I have to go in and explain. I'm like, so this is my studio space and I make all of the products here. And I have my herbs infusing in bottles and stuff at the back. So they can kind of see, like, I'll take them from beginning to end so I'm like hey this is where I work this is where I'm fusing the herbs they're gonna sit here for six to eight weeks and it's gonna pull out the medicinal properties into the oils and then this bottle of oil is going to turn into this sap and they're like oh my like it's just you can tell the story and they can see it and from beginning to end and then I'll go like product by product with them if they're into that sometimes they're just looking around and mm-hmm. I carry some other stuff that, uh, in the store that has to do with self-care and stuff so there's it's just I wanted to create an experience where they're just yeah just yeah. Yeah. very neat and what would you say is one of the most popular products that people walk out with oh, most popular product probably the dry face oil so oh. face oil for dry skin is because a huge one. Because of the harsh Ontario winter. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I'm also going to say either the all-purpose salve or the working hand salve. Mm. And awesome. muscle and joint. It's so hard because... So yeah. many good ones. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And I have to ask you, what is your favorite product that you make? Uh, the one that I keep... Okay, well, I love them all, obviously, <laughs> but I, in, in my purse, I always keep a bottle of the body oil. Um, it's just really multi-purpose, and I, it's in a spray bottle, so like I literally just pull it out all the time if I'm feeling dry, um, and I'll just slather it all over my face or in my hands, um, and it's just infused also with 
with um, herbs that are healing for the skin too. So if I feel itchy, I can even put that on. Like if I have a rash or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's just the one cool. that I keep in my purse all yeah. the time. Um, since staying here at the motel, I've probably used the body oil that they stock here, yeah. which smells amazing. Is it grapefruit and mint? I believe. Yeah, theirs is. Yeah, yeah, theirs. Yeah. And uh, I've probably used it like six times <laughs> since arriving in this room. So I know that that'll be a product that I stick with. It's I become a thing. Really I get it. people in the store all the time. Like I was at the June and <laughs> I really loved your body oil. I'm like, ah, you can't get the grapefruit and peppermint yeah. here. Yeah. Um, awesome. So. I'd love to know, so you obviously sell your products online yeah. as well as in your store, which is in Warkworth. Um, do you sell through other retailers as well? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So online, in my store, you can get select products here at the June. Um, you can get products in Toronto at Tiny House Mama. So she, you can find her on Instagram at Tiny House Mama. We'll link that in the show notes as well. Uh, yep, so she's got a good selection. She's at Gerard and Broadview. Um, so you can there. Um, most recently, or very soon, it should be arriving there today. So in London, Ontario, Purdy Naturals, spelled P-U-R-D-Y. It will be stocked there. And I'm working on a few other places, so you kind of just got to keep up on Instagram or my website under the stockist page. Definitely, I'm sure there's a lot of growth in the future. So, I know you mentioned hosting workshops maybe mm-hmm. one day and obviously expanding the availability of where your products are sold, but is there anything else that you kind of have as a vision for where you want Sunday's company to go or grow? Yeah, I'm really kind of loving working with small businesses like the gym, for example, like working on their bathroom um, And then I recently like did a soap and body oil for seedlings, which is a new restaurant that opened um, in Bluefield in the county. I just, I, I kind of love being a part of like this small business that's going to, that wants to bring something special into the business. So I kind of like that boutique hotel or restaurant or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a retreat, like supplying um, product for, for like a women's retreat, which I'm one in the States in June. So just like working with businesses like that. Um, I have other things I wanted to bring in self-care. Um, I'm about to start studying more about Ayurveda and bringing that in the near future into it. How the, exactly that's going to look, I'm not sure yet, but... Mm-hmm. So there's, I'm sure, lots there's, of ideas yeah, yeah, that my you head want is, to act on. My head is in overdrive all the time. So <laughs> I think that's kind of yeah. the norm for visionary yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah. So Melissa, as you know, the name of this podcast is is Visionary Life, and I'd just love to know, you know, what does your most visionary life look like, and are you living it? I am. I am. I'm like I'm living in an area within a community that I absolutely love and I feel like I'm dreaming every day. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean like ultimately happiness is the most important thing in life. And I'm just, yeah, I'm creating a life that where happiness is my main focus and my husband's main focus and doing what you love and what you're passionate about is, is huge for me. It's the only thing that matters. So Mm -hmm. 
And I love that you've you've modeled that you're able to make a change and you know, going from Toronto to where you're at now, it's I'm sure like such a huge pivot, right? But it's really neat to see someone be able to make that and, and find happiness through it all. So thank you so much for being on the show and I'll be sure to link everywhere where we can find Sunday's company online and in your store in person so that all the listeners can come check you out. So thanks again. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Visionary Life Podcast. I wanted to record a new outro, and if you're still listening, then if you have a minute, just hang on here. I love doing these shows, and as you know, we have no sponsors currently on the show, and that's because you have to have about 10,000 downloads per episode to bring on paid sponsors. So I just want to give you an inside look at the fact that I make no money off of this podcast, and I simply release an episode each and every week so that I can inspire and share the journeys of incredibly wonderful people who I selfishly would love to chat with, but I also just love sharing the content in case you don't feel inspired uh, in the city you live in or by the people you hang around or at the job you're currently living, then at least you can tune into an episode of Visionary Life and just soak up some of the magic that is happening in our world right now. So please let me know if you learned anything new or if you have any feedback on the show. Again, my intention is to build community and conversations around the topic of peak health, inspired living, entrepreneurship, and in living in an inspired state as a visionary. I'd love for you to join my insiders community. It's the Visionary Life Facebook group. So you can just search Visionary Life on Facebook or head to facebook.com slash groups slash the visionary life. You can also find me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell. And lastly, I would adore if you guys could please open your podcast app of choice. If it's iTunes, um, then just flip it open, open the podcast app, leave me a rating and review because that just kind of bumps us up in the rankings and lets me know that you're listening and that you're enjoying this content that I put out for you on a weekly basis. So until next time, I hope you have a visionary week.